This podcast is brought to you by Knowledge at Wharton. For more information, please visit knowledge.wharton.upenn.edu. From the campus of the University of Pennsylvania Wharton School, this is Knowledge at Wharton on Business Radio. Here's your host, Dan Loney. Well, Monday's retreat on Wall Street was spearheaded by word that Greece was not able to elect a new president. The Dow Jones Industrials tumbled more than 300 points that day alone. And this type of news highlights what may be a theme for the markets in 2015. With the U.S. economy seemingly on a solid upward track, Wall Street may be more susceptible than ever to market reactions from overseas. But this failure by Greece could also have some ramifications within the Eurozone. What might be in store to discuss? We are pleasant to have uh, joining us Wharton Professor of Finance, uh, Franklin Allen, who's currently on leave here from Wharton, but he is uh, teaching at Imperial College in London. Franklin, great to have you on the show. Great to be here, Dan. Uh, there is a thought that Greece could be uh, could be leaving behind uh, using the euro as their base currency. Is that uh, what we're hearing right now? So I think there's some way to go before that might happen. We've first of all got four weeks of campaigning, pretty much, and then we've got the election, and then we'll see who wins that. But if Syriza does win it, and at the moment they're leading in the polls, then there is a, a, a possibility that they may that they may leave the euro yes how good of a possibility do you think that is because obviously the euro uh, you're you're talking about as we've mentioned on this show it, it's a different situation than in the united states in terms of the recovery uh, because you have so many countries so many entities so many different philosophies but you do have one main currency for uh, the most part. So is this a good possibility or is this a little bit of smoke right now? I think it's very difficult to say whether it will be a high probability event if they do get elected. I think there's a lot of posturing going on and a lot of preparing the ground for bargaining in, in case they do get elected. The, the problem is that they'll set precedents both economic and political precedents in any bargaining that they do. And so the Germans are saying that they are quite willing to let them leave now. Whether, in fact, that turns out to be the case, we may see if they get, if Sarita gets elected. Uh, if, if the Germans let them leave and they default on the debt, then and then the question will be, how do they do? If they do well, if they, they start to grow, because they have a flexible exchange rate then, then that can spell a lot of trouble for, for the Eurozone because many other countries may decide, well, Greece did it and they're doing fine. Why yeah. don't we do it? And so, so that's, that's potentially a problem. If they don't do well, then, um, then the, the Eurozone will be much safer. Is there any correlation with what we saw a, a couple of months ago with uh, – Ireland's independence vote, and obviously that was a big topic at the time. You know, are they going to separate themselves and uh, from the UK and and basically go back on their uh, their own type of currency? Can we see any correlations between the two? So I, I think there was a lot of posturing in the in the Scotland debate about which 
what what exactly would happen if if they had voted to leave uh, the UK? And I, I think a lot of it, a lot of similar things are happening now. You can't really believe what people are saying until we actually get to the point where these things happen. It's very easy to make statements about what would happen if 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 they did leave but the the actual reality may well turn out to be quite different than what people are saying so in that sense i think it is it is very similar what does greece think that they could potentially gain from uh separating themselves from the european union well there's a, there's a couple of issues one is whether they leave the eurozone and stay in the in the European yeah. Union, or whether they leave both, but the, the, the big the big issue is that they've got a hundred around 175 percent of their GDP in in debt, and that's a huge amount of debt. Yeah. And I think most uh, most neutral observers agree that there's there's not really any way that they're going to repay that. And so what what they need to do is to get that down. And what they what Sirita says they want to do is to negotiate a restructuring. In other words, write off a significant part of the debt. Now, the problem is they've already done that with the private sector, and there's not much private sector debt left. It's just debt to the uh, EU institutions like the ECB and and, uh, Brussels and and, uh, to the IMF, and that's going to be quite difficult politically for them to explain exactly what happened and is this likely to happen with with countries like Italy and potentially France yeah. and so on and that's that's what's going to cause the complications i think uh the the gentleman who you mentioned earlier is the leading candidate Mr. Cyprus i guess is, is Cyprus, it pronounced yeah. yeah is pronounced he does have his specific views on on how to change the tide in Greece does he not yeah, I mean, it's a very left-wing party, and then they basically want to take a traditional view, which is write off the debt and then start increasing spending and stimulate the economy in, in a Keynesian fashion. We're talking with uh, Franklin Allen, uh, who is uh, a professor here at Wharton, currently on leave uh, now at Imperial College, based over in London. Uh, and, and Greece uh, would seemingly, I, I would guess, have to try and rework a lot of this, uh, a lot of this money in order to, uh, in order to be able to free itself. Correct, because because of the fact that there is so much debt at this point tied with the uh, with their GDP. So, so they they would they would like to get rid of it. So just write it off. That that's how they would preferably do it so they just don't have to pay the interest or the principal on it anymore can they do that at this point or or what what is the process that they would have to go through in order to do that well they can negotiate and so that's the first thing they'll do but then if if the european entities and the imf say no then i think it's a it's a very difficult question about what could happen next could they simply unilaterally say okay, we're not going to pay the debt, just like Argentina did. Yeah. And what would be the sequence of events then? What, how would the contracts that were written in euros be enforced? What would happen? I, I don't think that there are good answers to those questions. And that's one of the reasons that they were able before to, to, to um, worry people so much. Now, the Germans are saying at the moment that they think things are different this time. Uh, and that that may be true, but it, it it will be a very 
difficult event if they'd actually do default unilaterally. We, we saw here uh, on Wall Street, and it happened with the European markets, obviously a quick drop uh, on Monday when uh, when this all started to play out. Uh, I guess in some respects for the next three weeks or so, there's going to be that uncertainty in the markets uh, of what is ahead for Greece, correct? Yeah, so at least three weeks, I would say. Um, and then once we get in past the election, if they win, if they don't win, if Samaras wins and becomes prime minister, then I think it'll be very much back to business as usual bef that we had before Monday. But if they, Syriza wins and um, forms the next government, then we've got not just the three weeks, but a lot more, probably at least several months, but maybe even longer of uncertainty. And, and, and he is not a fan of the austerity plan that, that was put in place either, was he not? No, exactly. I mean, the... the Greek GDP is down 25%. They have massive ordinary unemployment, still around 25%. They have uh, very high youth unemployment. It, it's, it's straining Greek society a huge amount, and uh, Cyprus believes that it's time to stop this and, and uh, change things by writing off the debt and starting to, to pursue... Um, people's welfare rather than the creditors' welfare. I, that's his view anyway. Well, and, and that's one of the big issues is that with the unemployment rates so high uh, in, in Greece right now, that's one of those basic things that, that needs to be fixed in, in terms of the process moving forward just to begin with. Yeah, and that's what he wants to... To, to stimulate the economy to try and start fixing that. The, the current under the current regime, it's not at all clear how long it's going to take to get back to any kind of normality, whether it's measured in years or decades. It's very uncertain. One of the other interesting points to this uh, is also the fact that uh, the former prime minister there, George Papandreou, he uh, formed a new party uh, to get into the mix as this as well. Yeah, and it's the party that he used to be the head of, PASOK, has um, plummeted in in terms of its support tremendously since um, since he resigned, and uh, it'll be interesting to see where he it, where Papandreou's party takes support from. Quite how much will be from his former party PASOK, and how much from Syriza, that which is uh, another leftist party, more, more left than PASOK. What's the general consensus on Mr. Papandreou right now? Because do, do they think that he has the opportunity in, in a fairly short amount of time to be able to garner enough support to, to be able to uh, make his own push at this? So I'm not an expert on Greek yeah. politics by any means, but my, my reading of, of, of what people are saying is that he's got a chance of, of getting around 5% or so of the vote. And that may matter because it may it may affect who wins. Uh, but I don't think anybody seriously believes he has a chance of winning himself.
You're listening to Knowledge at Wharton here on Sirius XM 111, business radio powered by the Wharton School. We're talking with uh, Wharton Professor Franklin Allen, who is uh, overseas uh, spending some time working at Imperial College uh, in London. Uh, he joins us to discuss uh, what is going on with Greece uh, and the Eurozone. And I guess with, with, with what we have seen with European economies over the last uh, year or two, uh, at this point, any uncertainty, any kind of riling uh, of the the base core right now is going to draw negative attention. It's unfortunately been a situation that's been in play for the last several years, and it doesn't seem like there is any easy answer to try and get the Eurozone turned around in one group fashion. No, I think that's that's true, and this is, this is going to make things more difficult. And as I say, I think it sets precedence because this is the first country where I think there's a realistic chance that a far left or far right party with pushing populist policies has got a real chance of winning. And then we'll see what happens. But if, if, if they win and they're successful in any dimension, either writing off the debt and staying in the, the Eurozone or, or leaving the Eurozone, they're likely be, to be big contagion effects to other countries. You mentioned a little bit ago about, about Germany and their role in this. And, and obviously, Germany is has seen it as kind of the lead, uh, the lead dog over in, in Europe right now in, in terms of economies. How much, and you alluded to this a bit, but how much will they play in this overall process over the next month or so? Well, they're faced with a dilemma because, on the one hand, it, it, they'll ultimately have to pay a large proportion of any debt write-down, either the, the, done officially through negotiation or, or, or unilaterally. So they have that issue in front of them. On the other hand, a lot of people have been pointing out that they shouldn't interfere in internal Greek politics. That's up to the Greeks as to who they elect. So I think they have a very tricky problem there. Uh, is there any uh, relationship going forward because with, uh, with Greece and their work in the Eurozone right now uh, that they have had uh, with uh, the potential of the loss of, of all that tax revenue with the Eurozone, uh, because they are obviously a, a member, and, and that would seemingly be a fairly significant loss down the road for, for the Eurozone. So they're a very small part of the Eurozone. Okay. So if they, if they leave, I don't think it'll make too much difference. And one of the things that they've got going for them is that in terms of the overall Eurozone economy, they're relatively cheap to, to actually subsidize by writing off the debt. But the problem is that it sets precedence. And yeah. the other big debtor countries like Italy and France, they're too big to, 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 to have the, the same thing happen. And I think that's the contagion effect that will be what really drives people's views on this in terms of the uncertainty over the next few months if Sarita wins. If he does win and Greece does go down this road, and as you mentioned, a lot of these other countries will be watching this, if there was a process of kind of dominoes falling, are we talking this happening over the next you know five years or so, next decade? How would that potentially all play out? 
Well, we have a lot of elections in in Europe uh, this year. Um, I, I think that the, the two the two countries which are big debtors, where there's a chance that populist parties might win, are, are Italy and France, and they're they're still um, a couple of years away from elections. So in in that sense, it, it can it can take a while. And I think again it. The risks are all in the politics now and how they will play out. Uh, we're joined by Franklin Allen, uh, Wharton professor of uh, finance and economics. Uh, if you'd like to join in the conversation, you're more than welcome to. one 844 is the number to give us a call. Uh, Mr. Sabritas, who uh, is going after this election, tell us uh, what you know about him a little bit in terms of his philosophies. And obviously he has, uh, as we said, a a very clear idea of what he would like to do. Um, What is his level of support right now in Greece? So as I understand it, they're leading the polls. Um, He has significant support um, for his ideas. Uh, But the question is when people actually get to the polling booths and after we've had uh, several weeks of campaign, will that change? And I think that that's something that that's still there's great uncertainty about. Uh, I think um, Samaras, who is the is the outgoing prime minister, uh, is hoping that um, there will be a change of heart among people and that they'll they'll choose safety by electing him rather than somewhat choosing the unknown with Mr. Cipras. Was there any surprise that, that there wasn't uh, a, rela- a, a resolution to this earlier this week? I, I think there was always uncertainty about whether or not the president who had been proposed by um, Mr. Samaras would get elected or not. In the end, they they fell 12 votes short, so uh, they weren't that close. Uh, but you never know it, what people do at the last minute, and uh, that was true as much in the election that, that took place at the beginning of the week as... as um, as before. So, uh, so with, with this next uh, January twenty fifth, I guess is the date that uh, that the uh, the actual election will take place. Uh, what is going to be happening in Greece over that next you know three weeks? Obviously, politicking will be a big factor on this. But what will be really the turning point to see whether Mr. Cyprus uh, is able to win this election? Well, I think we just have to wait and see what the arguments they make are and how much people believe. What Mr. Cipras says is actually what's going to happen. Um, he, he says at the moment that he wants to stay in the euro, but ultimately his threat for getting them to allow him to write off the debt or write down the debt is that he will leave. And so uh, there's a lot of issues of credibility and posturing and so on here, I think. And I guess one of the other kind of related to this uh, is the fact that the news came out earlier today that that prices in the eurozone uh, were down uh, year over year. And there is obviously the the concern of deflation in the eurozone right now. Yeah. And I think that's a big, Greece has had it for some time now, but uh, yeah, that is a big a big concern. And of course, there are all the issues about what the ECB is going to do in terms of quantitative easing and so forth. So 
there are a, a lot of things happening, and they could work out positively, and, but they could also cause problems. And we've kind of talked about it on this show a little bit, is the fact that uh, it's not just that easy to, to say to be able to put uh, QE into effect uh, and, and stimulus into effect all across Europe because of the fact that there are so many different pieces to this puzzle. Yeah, no, and it's a very different financial system than the U.S., so it, it will be difficult. And once again, the Germans are not keen on quantitative easing, so we'll see what happens there and the uh, how, how that plays out. And, and obviously, as we alluded to at the top with the fact that the, uh, the Dow Industrials took such a, a significant hit on Monday— is that there is still a, a great correlation between what happens over in Europe and, and the effect on uh, the markets here in the U.S.? No, for sure. There are many multinationals who get a large proportion of their revenues and profits from, from Europe. So the, the economies are, are very much intertwined, and that's particularly true for, for many companies in the stock market in the U.S., we're joined by Franklin Allen, uh, professor of uh, finance and economics here at uh, the Wharton School at the University of Pennsylvania, uh, now spending time uh, over at Imperial College uh, based in London. So uh, as you watch this all kind of play out from uh, from your uh, perch there in London for the time being, how do you how do you see? Well, I guess maybe the easiest way is is what is the best course right now for uh, the eurozone to try and alleviate some of the pressure that they've been under for the last couple of years? I think that's a very difficult question. So I, I think uh, many economists, perhaps the majority, believe they should engage in quantitative easing, but um, there's a significant minority that believes that that's quite risky in the long run. And uh, we'll see how that, that plays out. I don't think there are any easy answers at the moment of what the Eurozone should do. And these political uncertainties just exacerbate all, all of the difficulties that they would face, even if they had unity and um, agreement about what, what to do. And, and again, it, it really does reinforce the fact that, that whatever is done, uh, that the process to get the Eurozone back up to a kind of a stable level is still a few years away, is it not? I think so. Yes, I mean it's it's a it's a long run project, and these political uncertainties are becoming very large now. I think, Franklin, I want to thank you for coming on the show uh, and providing your insight here today. All the best to you uh, in your time over there in London, and look forward to seeing you back in the states at some point. Thank you, Dan. Great to have you on the show for a little bit. Uh, and, and again, to reinforce, uh, the, the markets here in the United States uh, took their hit uh, on Monday. Uh, and as we get closer and closer to uh, this election on January the 25th, uh, you may see even more volatility on the markets at that point. Uh, but it will really all depend on how this election plays out and what Mr. Cyprus uh, decides that he wants to do, what path he wants to take to try and see and, and get uh, Greece turned around uh, to get them away from, as Franklin mentioned, some significantly high levels of unemployment uh, in that country. Uh, it has been uh, one of those countries, uh, Spain is in that category as well, that uh, ha has really been uh, a, a pull uh, 
uh, on the Eurozone uh, and the economy over there in that uh, portion of the world. And uh, as we alluded to, it is also something that affects the markets here in the United States. So we'll just wait and see how that plays out uh, as we get towards the uh, latter part of the month of January. For more business news and analysis from Knowledge at Wharton, please visit knowledge.wharton.upenn.edu.